0: You're listening to Malta Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. The joins us on the segment of uh, Medical Files. And Alhamdulillah, on Medical Files, we bring you those uh, practitioners that are the best in the field. And Alhamdulillah, as we do surveys and we see which uh, doctor is uh, loved most on the, sur- on the survey, and we try and bring them quite often. And one of them uh, that is already uh, embraced and celebrated by you. He's none other than our holistic practitioner, Dr. Azizullah Rawat. Also, Hafizul Quran, mashallah. He doesn't flaunt his uh, credibility or credentials everywhere. He just sells shafats. You know what? I like to be a humble servant, but Alhamdulillah, that's what I love of him. And uh, Dr. Azizullah Rawat, with uh, the Ummah this evening. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And tell me, how are you doing uh, this uh, beautiful Wednesday evening?
1: Walaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh to you and all the listeners of the medical files. Marcus Sahaba, always a pleasure to be on with you. Uh, and uh, for all the wonderful listeners as well, I hope that everyone is doing good. And uh, I'm just ready to rock and roll.
0: No, Alhamdulillah, bless you for that. I love your spirit. It's very efficacious. Hey, I can feel it in my. Let's see, in my cells, in my bones, in my marrow. Yes, it's here, people. Dr. I was the other day I was walking with a uh, brother who had come for a holiday from uh, the lands of Canada. And then he told me, you know, Brother Shafat, uh, I was swimming in the Indian Ocean right here in uh, front of the, uh, that uh, you know, what, what do you call that area? Um, uh, the, 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 that hotel, I can't go uh, Ilangeni, is is still around? I think there is somewhere there. Uh, yeah. Langeni
1: Maharani,
0: and... Oh, some there. Uh, some, yeah. yeah, he went to swim in the Indian Ocean. And he said that then someone come and tapped him and said, you know, brother, it's dangerous. The E. coli levels are uh, quite high. He mm-hmm. said, please, uh, Shafat, ask your doctor next time uh, when uh, you have him on your show, uh, how does the E. coli affect the body? Uh, what are the signs and symptoms uh, that you have? Ex- excess E. coli... Because he said he believes there is a level of E. coli present in every human being. How true is that, uh, Dr. Azizullah Rawat?
1: Well, there's definitely a levels of toxicity and parasites uh, present uh, in all human beings. But in terms of, you know, I don't really get involved with the labeling and the naming, this virus, that virus, this bacteria, that bacteria. At the end of the day, it's your own body toxicity, it's the environment, it's the things that you put into your body, your lack of exercise, whether it's the side effects of the meds, and all of this is what builds up the toxicity. So yes, there are things that are being pumped into the water supply, pumped into the air supply, and so on. But at the end of the day, whatever it is, it's up to us now to build up a line of defense uh, for our immune system to actually launch an attack and to defend ourselves. Uh, our immune systems from any type of poisoning any kind of toxicity uh, and so on i must also remember that you know when we were all young when we were babies we used to play in the mud um you know so a lot of people's ancestors a lot of the indian uh, you know the old indian people and a lot of them still do it they still swim in the ganges river which is known as one of the dirtiest uh, rivers in the world um and you know at the end of the day it's not killing them uh, you know, you need certain things in order to build up tolerance and in order to build up your immune system, and you need certain exposure to bacteria. Uh, and even there, our entire gut microbiome, uh, the, the mucosa and so on is all bacteria. Uh, so we need exposure to certain amounts of bacteria in order for the body to build up tolerance for us to become stronger.
0: You know, I made a very valid point indeed. I know I I grew up in an orchard. I keep on telling the people that. And there were mud there. There were ringworms and this worm and that worm. And when we ate the fruit straight from the tree, there was always a guava. You know, that lovely pink guava. And you chowed it. You didn't know whether that white spot was a seed or a worm. But we were healthy, doctor. You know, we grew up healthy and strong. Even the, the chicken that we had was all organic. It was there freshly taken from uh, the pen, slaughtered and eaten there and then. Perhaps would you say refrigeration has been a curse to mankind because uh, that's where all the uh, you know sickness comes from, carrying on so forth, uh, doctor?
1: Yeah, and I think a lot of aunties will get angry with me when I say that all the frozen <laughs> food, you know, we like to freeze this and freeze biscuits and freeze fruits and freeze vegetables and at the end of the day definitely refrigeration is necessary in order to preserve uh, the longevity of the food but when it comes to freezing and so on this is actually depleting the nutrients you are depleting the nutrients so you're getting a malnourished product uh, basically, every time you put that thing in the freezer to store it. And like back in the day, if you think that people used to eat the meat straight after they killed the animal, uh, they used to drink the milk straight from, after it came out from the others of the cow. And that's what built themselves, and that's why they were so strong. And that's why conditions like diabetes, hypertension, and all of these so-called diseases were absolutely, they were nowhere to be found uh, until the food until now the modern processed foods and sugars and all these kind of things and the lifestyle that we've with technology and so on until this came into existence and that's when all the conditions and the sickness started coming in
0: now doctor what i want to know from you you know this hey the cheese you know cheese is good cheese is healthy and you must have cheese and uh, you know milk and all that but isn't cheese uh, made in a process of called uh, fermentation how can it be good then for you, doctor?
1: Yeah, so things like cheese and butter and uh, these animal kind of fats are actually very healthy uh, for the body, cheese, butter, milk, and so on. There are processes uh, that are necessary for it to go through but the problem nowadays is the chemicals that are added and the preservatives and the additives and so on. So. It, things don't get separated naturally. So the process has become unnatural where you're flooding it with chemicals and preservatives like UHT processed long-life milk, which is basically not milk at all. It's like drinking a bowl full of chemicals. Uh, and even the butter now, which moved on to margarine, which is nothing but vegetable oils, which is super, super unhealthy. And the link between vegetable oil, your normal, ordinary oil, And uh, the clogging of the arteries and heart disease and so on is out there too. Uh, So it's the modern way of doing things that has really tarnished, um, let's say, these healthy products and these products that are necessary uh, for us to get those vitamins and minerals.
0: So in other words, if I'm buying, um, you know, if I'm really buying the real stuff, even milk, uh, if you get the real organic milk or the milk from the other I mean, that milk cannot be stored, isn't it? It has to be drunk there and then or within a few, few hours otherwise the milk will go off, uh, doctor.
1: Yeah, so the, exactly. Uh, so that has been the problem. Uh, so because that milk is so pure, it's so raw, it's so organic, it's so full of probiotics and nutrients and it's so good for you that it has to be consumed on the spot like that. Um, and it's very, very difficult to find those milk Uh, those type of milk nowadays. Um, But obviously, because of convenience and the modern lifestyle and so on, hence we have long-life milk. So the more you increase the shelf life of something, the more depleted it is, and in most cases, the more unhealthy.
0: Now, Doc, I have to address this with you. There was a certain individual that came to me and he said, you know, Brother Shafat, I've got organic pasteurized milk. And when he said pasteurized, and I looked at him like he said, hey, he got a shock of his life the way I looked at him. He said, oh, what happened? I said, organic pasteurized milk? How's that milk? He said, no, you can put it in your fridge and drink it. What's your thoughts on that? Uh, I think the, yeah, you see, the pasteurization
1: process is coming. <laughs> that what he said was actually quite a contradiction. So it's actually the homogenization and the pasteurization. Yes. Of the milk, which introduces the chemicals uh, into so so i 'm not sure what he means by that, so if a milk is pasteurized, meaning that it has been through the mechanical industrial process, if a milk is homogenized, it has been through the the chemical industrial, but there are certain instances i 've had some uh, milk. Um, just a few weeks ago, where it has been homogenized, but the pasteurization occurs naturally, so the separation occurs naturally. Uh, so those, t- so it is much better uh, than the normal milk. Uh, but it's again, it's very difficult to get the actual raw milk which has been through any chemical alterations.
0: No, Jazakallah for clearing that up with me, uh, Doctor. So I think uh, maybe that brother was an honest broker with me. So, uh, what do you say? I should buy a few liters from him. and you you pay the past, uh, the organic price too. You know, that doc, I think
1: you should go organic too.
0: No, I'm very organic. Hey, I put you on the organic breeze. What are you talking about? Organic, <laughs> 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 we do so everything.
1: Do embodiment of the organic, uh, radio.
0: <laughs> I mean, I eat uh, honestly the things that I eat here. You'll be amazed. I'll have my fruits, my pineapples, my popos. Everything has to be organic. Uh, the butter, I keep away. I mean, the, the butter, too, i look for, you know, 100% butter, and I'll buy that. I won't buy anything. It has a special sign. I'll show you what sign and all I look for. And then and only then will I buy it. And, uh, you know, a, a ghee is, is number one with me, and I love my ghee, and I'll go for the pure ghee and so forth. But let's move on because when you come on, hey, the lines are buzzing yeah. Nadi Masi, Nadi Masi says, assalamu uh, alaikum. my husband had the COVID jab. Can he affect me? I did not have oh, it. No. Now, uh, I mean, a lot of people get uh, gabrat here. You say, hey, that family member had it. Or, you know, even uh, among spouses, one had it, one didn't have uh, The other didn't have it. Say, so, hey, I'm afraid now because there's lots of studies being done to tell the dunya you made a mistake by having the jab. How would you uh, answer Nadi Masi there, uh, Azizullah? Yeah, I think
1: she, well, she should be fearful of the mindset of her partner to take the job, but I'm sure she did her best to convince uh, her partner otherwise. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a very, it's it's really a tragedy uh, what's happening and you know how it has separated families and leading to divorces and so on just because one's jabbed, one's not jabbed, one wants to jab the child and uh, the other uh, partner doesn't want to jab the child. Uh, you know, it's actually, it's getting quite scary and crazy out there. Uh, but um, in terms of the uh, actual, you know, contagion or anything, obviously we know the Nabi Wasallam, he gave the hadith of La Adwa, So there is no contagion in Islam except by the will of Allah. So everything happens by the will of Allah. So you should never ever fear that you're going to get something from someone else. I know there was some scientific um, backing to the fact that those who have been vaccinated undergo something called shedding, uh, where someone, if someone is around them, they might get a cough or sneeze or so on. But I don't believe in any kind of uh, contagion. Uh, The best thing that uh, the auntie can do uh, for her husband, is to send him for a good, nice, good detox, and for him to cleanse his system, or for whatever, because at the end of the day, it's really going to harm him more than it's going to harm her.
0: No, Alhamdulillah, and uh, you know, you came to the fore when it uh, this came about, and with your hijama, with your cupping, uh, you know, how many satisfied people uh, you have had, uh, just, you know, phoned you back and said, uh, Dr. Azizullah Rawat, I feel, uh, you know, on top of the world, uh, Doc.
1: Yeah, and that's the and that's the benefit of the sunnah, uh, the hijama for those who have the yakin that it's going to work for them. Uh, and it definitely does work for them and it's the ultimate form of detoxification you're cleansing the blood it's like you're taking your car for service if you don't take your car for service your engine is going to become like a sludge and that's exactly how the blood looks like when you do the cupping it's thick it's dark it's coagulated it's congested it's clotted and so on and that's why people find so much relief but ultimately it is the sunnah and it is the best uh form of detox or medical intervention for that reason because you are taking out all the body's toxicities regardless of what causes it whether it's diet, environment, stress, pollution, meds, smoking, drugs, every kind of toxicity will build up in the blood and the hijama will take it out.
0: Salim Sarkot says, assalamu alaikum, I really enjoyed Dr. Azizullah Rawat, he's a dinkum doc, yeah he's definitely a dinkum. Uh, doctor, whenever I have heartburn, I just use bicarb, it does a trick. Doctor, how do you respond here?
1: Yeah, so you'd wanna use something that's alkaline. Uh, So I think you're definitely on the right track. A heartburn, reflux, ulcers, a lot of the time there's an excess of acid or acidity, the bad kind of acid in the body. So you're getting those symptoms, you're getting burping, you're getting reflux. Now that acid has to come out of the body somehow. So either you detox yourself from the acid or you alkalize the body to neutralize the acid. So that works for you. Uh, Then continue using it. There's other things, water, Water is alkaline. So on the pH scale, you have acid and you have alkaline. So water is alkaline. Your green leafy vegetables, uh, spinach, parsley, celery, kale, wheatgrass, spirulina, moringa, all of these green uh, vegetables are superfoods and they're potent and they will neutralize acidity in the body. You'd also want to avoid things that cause acid like uh, pickles and achar. And uh, other things like cold drinks. Cold drinks, the biggest cause of acid in terms of dietary factors. Uh, Too much coffee also can cause acid. And certain vegetables like tomatoes, maybe potatoes, purines, and so on will build up acidity in the body. But you're definitely on the right track. Alkalize the body, drink more water, and avoid things, even like smoking, which builds up acid in the body.
0: You know, doctor, I tell you many years ago. I remember a good friend of mine who's, uh, you know, a well-known cook. So one day I told him, you know what? Uh, I can nearly give his name here. So I said, uh, you know what, John? I, I I need uh, I need some lovely sugar beans. And he said, you you really? I said, no, I I feel for sugar beans. I just feel for that. I got a craving. He said, okay, don't worry. Uh, come check me in uh, ten minutes. I said, you made it. He said, don't worry. So I went back and I came back in ten. minutes. It was there fresh made and he put it in lucky roti for me with onion rings and so forth and I had it and then I said hey but how come you did it so quickly he said no I had some in the in the cold room there I just put some bicarb (laughs) I mean you know what I got the shock of my life you reckon I put bicarb and that's why it's like you know fresh and we did this uh, you know put some uh, danya and this and that can you believe that doc he did that but you know he did it (laughs) out of the goodness of his heart But uh, this is what they're doing uh, and telling you, yeah, there's there's fresh food. Uh, How would that uh, affect me, uh, uh, you know, (laughs) health-wise? Well, I know that bicarb bicarb is actually
1: used as an alternative cleaning agent. So for people who want to, people use it for their teeth, to clean their teeth or for whitening. But I don't that works very well for whitening but it definitely works well for cleaning Uh, so bicarb and vinegar as natural cleaning agents if you want to clean your toilet clean your shower and you don't want to use chemicals because obviously inhaling these chemicals is dangerous and will build up toxicity and lung issues Uh, so people are using bicarb they're using vinegar uh, and they're using cleaning uh, this way so it is a much safer alternative in terms of cleaning in terms of in the can of beans i'm not so sure (laughs)
0: Yeah, I think this was the no. This was the real sugar beans that they kept for maybe, maybe two weeks. <laughs> That's a guess. But uh, moving on, with our questions coming through, uh, this is from uh, Umar Kutub. He says, As-salamu alaykum. Uh Does the spike protein alter the personality and the physiology of a person? How can we neutralize it?" We gave you a tip earlier on, but uh, how would you respond, uh Doctor Azizullah?
1: I think what he's trying to ask is, if you took the vaccine, have you become subhuman? <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> a lot of people I know I've, I've actually had instances where people are telling me that, you know what, this person was an introvert before, after he got vaccinated, became an extrovert. So I was now thinking to myself, (laughs) the effect on emotions or so on, but obviously you can't physically measure that. But we know that the spike protein, what happens is when you inject the person with that spike protein of the virus for the vaccination. So in the vaccine, you inject the person with the spike protein of the virus, SARS-CoV-2, so that the body can build up antibodies and the immune system can recognize it. So if it ever comes into contact with SARS-CoV-2, or COVID-19, it will launch an attack. But what happened is that the spike protein, the introduction of the spike protein of the virus, uh, from the vaccination was actually causing the body to attack its own cells. And it's like the body's immune system was put into overdrive. It's constantly looking, where's SARS-CoV-2, where's SARS-CoV-2? And as a result, people were getting inflammation. They were getting swelling. They were getting edema. Fluid build-up and blood clotting. The blood clotting was was really a disaster uh, from this vaccination. So the spike protein definitely uh, very dangerous. You'd want to stay away from those jabs.
0: Yeah, you heard that. Uh, you stay away from that. Uh, the questions are flowing here. Osman Bah Osman Bha says, uh, if we had one shot of the jab and did not take a second one, are we safe? Hey, that's a powerful question, yeah, doc.
1: Yeah, it depends whether you took a placebo or whether you took the real thing. So some people experienced side effects, some people didn't. It's because you don't know whether they got the real shot, the actual thing, or whether they just got, maybe they got a saline solution, maybe they got vitamins with some water. So you don't actually know what people got. Um, But we do know that a lot of people just from one shot uh, did experience some serious side effects, everything from blood clotting uh, to actual paralysis. Uh, And so on. But um, for those people who are still going for their boosters, good luck to you. Um, And for those of you who've had enough, who maybe needed some kind of wake up call, you know, just so that to put you onto the right track. Um. Then, and you're not going for any more boosters, uh, then uh, give you a thumbs up for that. But remember, you know you can detox yourself, uh, cleanse your gut, cleanse your system from those side effects if you have uh, taken that first shot and you have experienced some side effects. If you haven't, uh, then you
0: know Allah knows best. At the end
1: of the day, make lots of du'a, uh, and yeah, you wouldn't want to go for any boosters.
0: Anonymous says, uh, Dr. Azizullah Rawat and Shafi'at, I'm uh, already listening with lots of intent. In my case, I had to go for the shot because my company policy was no shot, no pay, and you get fired. So I took it. And in other instances, I had friends and relatives who are in the medical profession. They had to take it. Otherwise, their own fraternity would have looked down upon them. Dr. Azizullah Rawat, this really had happened. You know that.
1: No, definitely no jab, no job, no job, no food. That was basically the slogan. A lot of people, especially teachers and people who are nurses, uh, you know, you have to feel for them. They were compelled in a way to take it. But you must also remember uh, that there was an alternative, you know the corruption in South Africa can play into your hands. (laughs) The only benefit is that you can definitely, you know, work your way around this uh, so that you don't uh, have to end up in that situation. Um, But uh, yeah, I do feel for those people who, especially even people who are working for this uh, insurance companies and so on, where they were compelled to take it. But like I said, get yourself a nice uh, detox, you know, even work yourself. You might have to pay, but work yourself around it.
0: Now the other day I was at a function, uh, Dr. Azizullah, and uh, this uh, retired principal, he, he looked at me, he said, hey, chef, how's it, man? Hey, how's it? How are you doing? Hey, you had the jab. I said, what jab? I said, you know how many of you died? He said, what man? I eat? Don't talk like that. I took it. I said, huh? He said, I was in the hospital too. I said, you even by the ventilator. He said, oh, the other Choumi passed away. I said, did you go on the ventilator? I reckon, yeah. Anyway, I got away. But, uh, you know, talking about it, while you was talking, we were talking about the jab. I said, no, this and that. But uh, there's uh, statistics, uh, statistics uh, coming out telling you that the ventilators uh, really uh, burst a lot of lungs, uh, doctor. I mean, you must be reading it now. And, uh, I mean, you are one of those uh, people, you know, or we were told by even Dr. Shankara Chetty, beware, keep away from this thing. It's going to put you away, and uh, many have succumbed to that. What's your views on it?
1: It's definitely putting a lot of people away. I call the ventilator the kiss of death. So once someone ended up on a ventilator, you never saw that person again. And I don't know anyone who passed away from so-called COVID who was not on a ventilator in hospital. Uh, You know, those who are at home, recovered miraculously, and those who were put on ventilators in hospital, you never saw them again. Uh, so the, what the ventilator was doing was basically it was crushing their lungs. It was causing their organs to start failing. The pressure, the enormous pressure from that ventilator on, on the already fragile lungs of a lot of those patients. Uh, so a ventilator was definitely the killer during the COVID times.
0: And now what happens if it's uh, been proven that that was A big mistake, uh, uh, Dr. Azizullah. What happens then? Then they'll probably try and
1: cover it up in a way or or look for some other kind of um, intervention. Um, But luckily for now, things have died down. It gives people a lot of time to think uh, and also to do some research um, and also look into a lot of the home remedies that were helping people. You know, even the hydroxychloroquine, the ivermectin, boosting yourself up with honey and ginger and cinnamon and all these kind of things, uh, so that if you ever do get symptoms or fall sick, you know, you can treat it at home.
0: Uh, this question says, Assalamu alaikum, uh, Dr. Azizullah Rawat, Shafat Khan, and uh, salam to our Mufsi A.K. Hussain uh, for giving us the uh, great programs on a great station. Dr. Azizullah Rawat, uh, what about uh, people now that are exposed to uh, climate change and uh, bad weather? how will it affect our 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 health because a lot of bad weather and a lot of uh, climate change coming through is this climate change a reality or is it a man uh, manipulated there is a lot of uh, conspiracy theories about this uh, climate uh, you know control and climate change and perhaps uh, the using harp technology and this technology uh, how you respond uh, dr Azizuna?
1: Yeah, there is no natural phenomenon as climate change. It is designed. It is definitely a man made site with machines, as you mentioned, like HAARP, where you're shooting radiation and beams into the ionosphere to start manipulating the weather and so on. And for those people who don't believe it, just remember, Tajal will control the weather when he comes. Uh, so they're already controlling the weather uh, through technology and, um, and so on. And this is exactly what's causing the climate change. All the EMF frequencies, all the radiation, all the pumping of the chemicals into the water and so on and so on. And this is what's actually driving all of this, you know, this is definitely not natural. Um, But at the end of the day, remember, there is a bigger agenda of control. Um, And that's exactly what it's about. Um, So you'd want to keep an eye out for that one.
0: Well, I want to tell you some uh, control. You remember the uh, attack by Hamas on Israel. And, you know, they got in there and they neutralized the iron, the the, the iron uh, dome. You know, they said any missile comes and the Iron Dome will get it. But these rockets kept on falling into Israel. And uh, they say that uh, the cyber attack, uh, the, uh, all the other technology was uh, neutralized. And they say only two countries on Earth could uh, do that. One was America and one was uh, the uh, Russia. And now they want to know who helped, uh, who helped Hamas to neutralize those Iron Domes. But maybe there's a Muslim scientist that knew better. What's your thoughts on that, uh, doctor? That's just by the way.
1: Yeah, maybe there was a slum of scientists, you know, and he he helped them out. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I think think Israel definitely got uh, caught with their pants down there. No one would have expected uh, that kind of thing. Uh, You know, it really came out of nowhere and now the war is on um, and so on. So I suppose we should make lots of dua of our Muslim brothers and sisters. You know, hope they get some kind of support. Uh, from the other uh, muslim nations
0: yeah which is a crying shame indeed a crying shame indeed zaid mansab he says uh, some people in my family took the jab and are fit as ever i wonder why how would you answer to uh zaid mansab there some of his family members took the jab and they're fit as they ever are maybe they took that uh water saline yeah i think so go, go ahead doctor
1: Yeah, maybe they took a water solution. Maybe they took some vitamins. You don't know whether it was the real thing. And um, also, you know, you don't know about the long-term side effects. I mean, this is just short term. This is only a few years uh, since people have been vaccinated, a year or two. So what about the long-term side effects? So you really don't know. And you also don't know what's happening in the system. How is the blood? Is the blood clotting? uh, And so on. You'd actually need to even do some cupping. Let the blood come out and then you'll see what's in the blood. Um, But you know, alhamdulillah, if they don't have any side effects, then that's a very good thing. Um, But it shouldn't be used as an incentive now to say, oh, the jab is okay and so on. You don't know what the long-term side effects are. You know that there's chemicals. You know that the the vaccine was brought in for COVID. Um, Not that uh, COVID was there because of the vaccine. So the vaccine was the main thing. And not COVID. COVID was just a byproduct. The goal was for everyone to be vaccinated. And if you actually do some research and see who's behind the vaccines, who owns the vaccine companies, how many millions and billions of dollars they have had court cases against them um, and so on, and how they have no liability clause. If you get paralyzed, if you take the jab, and then you really find out. Even the ingredient says contains genetically modified Organisms, so you know if you want to put that into your body, uh, then you're welcome to but um, i i I'm, I'm definitely not
0: now the question begs there, you, you know countries like uh, uh, russia india china they're all making vaccines they 're producing vaccines, and suddenly. You know, we got to know it was a biochemical warfare on mankind, and uh, it was uh, made here in different laboratories. Uh, when uh, Ukraine was invaded by Russia, they neutralized all these biochemical uh, factories where these, uh, you know, uh, uh, all this biochemical COVID was being manufactured uh, to uh, put mankind away. But uh, the question here is a very important one. Okay. Russia is exposing all this and talking about biochemical uh, weapons and all. Why were they producing uh, these COVID vaccines in the first place? Russia, India, China, America, and other countries, all even UK, all got onto the. Was it purely money making or was it purely to push forward this evil agenda of uh, reducing mass population? Doctor?
1: I think a lot of the countries were just feeling left out. So as a political, you know, here's my vaccine, here's your vaccine. This is America's. We don't use the USA, so we'll form our own Eastern vaccine uh, and so on. So I think it was, it was definitely a case of that. Um, obviously, each one comes with its own side effects. Uh, each one has a different mechanism of action. One is more classical. One is more mRNA. And those are usually the ones that you really need to be careful about. Uh, you don't know the effect that it's going to have on DNA, on genes, either in, in your or in future generations uh, and so on. Uh, So, yeah, you know, best to just uh, take your precaution, tie your camel and boost your immune system up naturally.
0: So the guys who got it and, uh, you know, after a day they got sick, so they were hit by the mRNA uh, doctor?
1: It could be the mRNA, it could be a normal classical vaccination. Sometimes when a foreign substance, remember there's a lot of synthetic chemicals or even aborted fetal tissue in these jabs. So your body is obviously going to see it as a foreign substance. It's not natural. So your body is going to be like, what is this? And it's going to try and expel it. It's going to, Provoke some kind of response in order to this chemicals or whatever poison is in it. And that's when you start getting inflammation, you start getting swelling. Sometimes your immune system isn't strong enough to combat whatever synthetic material is in the jabs or or genetic material is in the jabs. Uh, so you better make sure that you have a very good immune system if you do decide to take it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Nisa says... Uh... They're making us frightened by saying a new wave is coming. What is the new wave? They're making Harun frighten there, doc. What is the new wave coming?
1: I think it's the new wave of brainwashing and paranoia and fear mongering. So that's what the new wave is. You know, don't follow the news. Uh, don't worry about any of these things. You know, if if the news never covered COVID, no one would have even known. Uh, You know, some kind of invisible virus that no one has ever seen before causing these symptoms and sending people to hospital and so on. The homeless people never got COVID. The beggars on the street never got COVID. They don't even, they eat from the bins. And they weren't dying of COVID. The only one who was dying of COVID were our people, people who were going to hospitals and then getting killed. Uh, so a lot of it has to do with social engineering, uh, brainwashing, paranoia, propaganda, and so on. It's basically a PSYOP. The PSYOP is a psychological operation to brainwash the masses and to lure them into something, problem, reaction, solution. Created the problem, reaction was fear. Everyone was scared to death, wearing masks, double masks, hazmat suit, and so on. Uh, and then the solution. So the same people who created the problem are now giving you their solution. And that in itself should tell you what's going on.
0: Now, doctor, you know, you belong to a foundation uh, with Maulana uh, Rafiq Muhammad, Truth Wins uh, Foundation. And I, you all actually went on a road show uh, talking about, uh, you know, vaccination and its implications. And how was that uh, road show? That was many years ago, but uh, I'd like you to share that with our listeners uh, this evening. Yeah,
1: basically, I was asked uh, by Mulana, you know, just to share some medical, not to bring a medical uh, perspective. Uh, I wasn't the only a medical practitioner. There was another doctor there, too. You know, just to give a medical perspective on what was going on, to tell people, to educate people, you know, the harms of wearing a mask, the harms of cutting off your oxygen and breathing in your own poisonous waste and so on, you know, the harms of... The the alcohol sanitizers, the amount that people were spraying and killing off their skin bacteria and mucosa lining and lowering their immune systems and all these kind of things. And also the things, you know, what was being pumped into the air, what was being pumped into the water supply, how to build up your immune system uh, naturally, protection from EMF frequencies and all these kind of things. So basically, you know, just did a few talks here and there, different cities. And so on a lot of people lost their minds uh, you know when they hear us when they heard us talking you know people who are obviously on the other side who obviously brainwashed and so on um who started you know a lot of people you know when you start challenging their viewpoints they start throwing tantrums and so on and so-called qualified uh intellectual people who start behaving in such a manner if you just start to question them or question the pcr test uh, and so on so it was definitely interesting exciting uh, almost got into a few fights with people who uh, just couldn't handle the truth um, but yeah definitely a memorable uh, tour that we did
0: well he said they couldn't handle the truth but truth wins the foundation won the day and after a, a, a year or so over oh, many years a few years uh you're on the p- path of truth uh, doctor and uh, perhaps have uh, been vindicated and uh, do, did those people who blew a gasket came and uh, did they apologize to you and uh, Molana? uh
1: there were no apologies <laughs> from anyone's <laughs> side uh, in fact we just wanted to leave as soon as possible after we delivered our message um and so on but you know Alhamdulillah you know Allah says in the Quran uh, so you know if you do know something it's good that you share it and that's the only reason why um, speaking about these things. And, you know, we do have a responsibility if you have that information to share it, because you don't know whose heart is willing to accept that kind of information. You know, the hearts, some hearts are craving out for truth and in a world full of falsehood, I think it's our duty to spread the truth um, and to, you know, from, to bear the flag, to bear, uh, bear the flag of Hak so that the Ba'athil can get conquered.
0: Yeah, for that Hak and Ba'atil Huck will always win and falsehood will perish. Habib Akunji, he says, I have a lot of roughage in my diet, but still suffer from constipation. Why is that so, Dr. Azizullah Rawat? Uh, Habib Akunji, got a problem here, Doc? I think... uh he needs to look at his diet if he's eating
1: a lot of wheat and bread so what happens is that with the modern wheat that we have it's modified it's refined our body does not have the enzymes to break it down so it builds up it builds up it builds up it causes a blockage in the colon it causes blockage in the intestines that's when you get bloated you got indigestion uh, and so on your gut is really in a bad state so you can eat all the foliage and the roughage um, that you're eating. But at the end of the day, if you're still introducing foods uh, like the breads of nowadays, the wheat flour, the typical wheat flour that's now going to cause an internal inflammation, you're still going to get gut issues. You're still going to get constipation um, and so on. Uh, So you will probably need to do a good gut cleanse to cleanse out that system, go toilet a lot of times you want to get all of that stuff out, clear your colon, clear your intestines, because remember your colon and your intestines help the body eliminate waste uh, via the toilet. So if now if stuff with waste is building off, you're going to get bloated. Uh, you're going to get constipated uh, and so on. Drink more water. Water will help dilute the stool uh, to also help uh, flush it out.
0: Now, uh, what about those uh, that go for laxative every time they get this... Uh feeling of hey, i am constipated and they have this box there in the in the dispensary there and let's take it out and they and uh, it works uh, can that become an addiction it definitely become an addiction and
1: it also doesn't address the root cause it doesn't address the root cause of what's going on which is the fact that the waste needs to be eliminated uh, so you know you can dilate the vessels, you can dilate the muscles, you can expand the muscles so that the stuff can come out. But you're not actually getting rid of the stuff. Uh, for example, an asthma pump, you know, it might expand your 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 bronchioles or your airway passages, but it's not getting rid of the phlegm and the mucus that's actually causing your shortness of breath. If you can't breathe, phlegm and mucus is stuck in your lungs, so you need to get it out. You can take an asthma pump all day long in order to dilate those um bronchioles and those passages uh to breathe more but eventually they're going to go back to normal because the phlegm and the mucus is still there
0: for that uh, Nadeem karim says uh, my gum line is receding is there a holistic cure what can you do for Nadeem, there doctor well, number one, use miswak.
1: Uh, you know the shifa in the miswak. Uh, you'd wanna avoid too much of sugar, also it might be corroding your your teeth and so on. Or eating very hard foods like crunchy biscuits and so on, which might or even foods that might get into the corners of your teeth and your gums. So if you use miswak, floss more. Uh, you will assist your gums in that way. Uh, there is a hydrogen peroxide. Uh, with the oxygen uh, content in it, which is very good for the gums and any kind of uh, inflammation as well.
0: Oh, so you have something special for the, for gargling and uh, fl- flossing, doctor?
1: Yeah, so I have something for gum pain and gum inflammation where you'll spray it and that, that would reduce the inflammation.
0: Now, I know the uh, people uh, into essential oils and some go for the clove essential oil. And, uh, you know, I remember when Hakim told me, hey, but, you know, Hakim saw my uh, back uh, molar is sore. And he said, hey, don't worry, just take this. And then suddenly someone said, hey, you know, if you overtake that uh, uh, clove essential, you can get stroke and all that. How true is that, doctor?
1: Uh, No, I don't think that's very true. Although if you overtake any kind of thing, then you will are asking for problems. Uh, So that's why there is a dosage to certain things um but in terms of the, the i know the mouth the wash uh tea tree so if people have heard of tea tree essential oil that is very good uh, for cleansing your mouth and so and even people are making their own natural toothpaste with uh with um your activated charcoal and your peppermint oil and so on and it really works uh you know because a lot of the toothpaste nowadays also has fluoride or has certain chemicals and so on which you're not going to eat at your teeth and, cause cavities. And even
0: if you're ingesting that toothpaste, it could have
1: neurotoxic
0: effects. Then when you go to a supermarket, charcoal, charcoal everywhere. Hey, made with charcoal. How effective are these charcoal toothpaste, uh, doctor? it's good
1: if you need a good cleaning job in terms of uh, other things i wouldn't recommend having too much Uh, there's not much proven effects Um, but in terms of if you need a good toothpaste to mix activated charcoal with some essential oils or bicarb as i mentioned bicarb is a very good cleaning agent then you can definitely use some in moderation
0: well the doctor is there and he's emphasizing moderation Merun foy she says that my husband talks very loudly but he can't hear properly, too. What can you do for Masa? Hey, you got a, a Basi got a problem. Uh, before he got a problem with Masa, what can you do, uh, Dr. Azizullah?
1: Can you not hear or he's just uh, very selective uh, with his hearing?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you, you're getting not, ma, you know what? Merun said, hey, why are you telling me that? Go ahead, doctor. <laughs> Well,
1: for hearing, if it's um, say it's different things, it could be sensory loss. Maybe there's a problem with the balance and the equilibrium and so on. So there is acupuncture, which you can do uh, in certain points uh, just around the ear. There's even acupuncture inside the ear, which will help restore balance and equilibrium. Uh, perhaps the eustachian tubes are filled up. Uh, maybe there's excessive wax in the ears where you might have to do some candle lighting or use some kind of chemical in order to dilute and get that wax out of the ear. So it could be a wax problem, blockage in the eustachian tubes, uh, could just be a balance and equilibrium. So it would really, you'd probably need to go to an ENT just to get a proper thing, and then you can proceed with a holistic type of treatment um, and so on.
0: This uh, loss of hearing syndrome, at what age does it set in, uh, doctor? Yeah. So that would
1: really, really depend. I mean, if someone's been working in a very loud environment, you know, maybe your neighbor's been playing a fufuzela. Every day of the week, you know, your hearing is slowly going. So it really depends on the environment. Uh, So maybe even genetics uh, and so on. But usually people, you know, once they start reaching uh, 60, 70 years old, slowly, because obviously the cells are aging now, uh, the body's aging and so on. I mean, it's like a car, you know, when the mileage is very, very high, then the probability of an issue is obviously higher. So it really just depends on the person um, that it's affecting.
0: So if you're living in a high rise building or you're living right on the roadside and every second there's cars going by and, you know, these taxis making loud din and the doof, doof, doof sound. So these, uh, high decimal sounds are really, uh, they put a lot of strain on your eardrums, uh, doctor.
1: Yeah. And even, yeah. And even if you've had some kind of trauma, I mean, you know, maybe, uh, if you've had some kind of injury or someone hit you in the ear and so on, then obviously the probability will be much higher than you will experience some kind of sensory loss um, in those ears as you get older.
0: And, you know, what about, uh, you know, when you're playing soccer and you hit the ball quite often, I believe even that can have some effect on you. Uh, I mean Muhammad Ali, they said, uh, constant, uh, you know, punches he took to the brain uh, brought about the Alzheimer's. How true is that, uh, Doctor, and uh, yeah, what are the dangers of overheading a soccer ball or being hit with a cricket ball quite often on your, you know, on your back of your head and so forth?
1: Yeah, I think if you're the tallest player on the field, you really don't have a choice <laughs> but to use your head. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, no, definitely uh, any, any knocks is going to build up, it's going to build up, and a lot of the time it's a slow build up. It's the slow process uh, that you don't actually see. Um, you know, those knocks, the knocks, the trauma, the mild concussions and so on. So it's very bad. Actually, it's very bad for you uh, to be involved in those kind of things. Uh, you know, it's, it's not just not good. It's unnecessary and it's not good for your health.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Hafiza Abu says, assalamu salamu Lovely show, Dr. Azizullah Rawat and Shafat Ahmed Khan. My grandson storms around the house and you can hear him coming miles away. He is this normal or a hereditary trait. Yeah, you hear some people call it heavy uh, steps on them, doctor. What is that? Uh, yeah, meaning that
1: he storms out of the house, but you can't...
0: Um... A storm? I, 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 my reading here is, you know, they got this heavy walk. Toof, toof, toof. You don't understand some people walk like military.
1: Maybe he wants to be a soldier.
0: I think so, huh? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, i don't think you're familiar with that okay hafiz abu you have to go and check doctor and say what he you mean stomping oh, some people walk lightly some glide but some walk very deliberately doctor you're
1: probably working with the
0: purpose okay you say you shouldn't be worried about that that's a good yeah. sign Unless you get a and yeah, well, unless there's a
1: better context uh, to the question.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, perhaps uh, it, could, it could be disturbing to you. know, you hear the person, if you've got wooden floors and the person walks with a heavy walk, the whole house vibrates, uh, doctor.
1: Uh, yeah, no, definitely heard some of those before and it wakes everyone up also. But maybe he wants to wake up everyone.
0: Okay, we we'll let it go. Hafiz uh, you have to be more specific there. Dawood Desai says that uh, besides antibiotics uh, for various ailments, are there any, uh, are there any other options? Another good question there, Doc.
1: Yeah, garlic and um, onions are a good natural form of antibiotic. But you see, it depends what you mean by antibiotic. Uh, if, you, if you think for like some kind of infection or something, then you would definitely, even things like honey and black seed, uh, and these things work very well for infection. But you see, antibiotics are used um, when this, well, usually most of the time when people have any kind of cold or flu uh, and so on. But what the uh, antibiotic actually does, it, it should only be used in emergency situations for like an infection or something uh, that is serious, you know, something that's acute and needs to be treated on the spot. But just for any kind of sickness where your symptoms are actually your detox. So your symptoms are your body's way of detoxing. So if you take an antibiotic, now you're gonna now stop that process. You're gonna stop your own body from detoxing itself, uh, which isn't a good thing because then you're gonna get sick again and again because your body's not getting rid of the phlegm because you take an antibiotic to suppress. It suppresses the symptom, it paints over the crack but it doesn't actually sort out the mold that's causing the crack.
0: Look at this uh, message, it says, As-salamu alaykum, uh, doctor, I must have a slab of chocolate every day. And as uh, some say it's high in sugar. But with me, it uh, seems I have uh, no problem. The only thing is uh, that it's very costly. How would you advise me, uh, advise me doctor? <laughs> doctor, how do you advise sister there? Well, maybe try a healthier alternative,
1: having dark chocolate, which actually has some kind of benefits uh, too. Also, if you can find uh, another kind of snack Oh, you don't have to have the unhealthy. By chocolate, I'm assuming you're talking about your normal, general, over-the-shelf chocolate slabs uh, and so on, like Cadbury's or Nestle and so on. So rather go for a healthy alternative, uh, if you can afford maybe your your darker, lint dark or so on, which is much, much healthier than your normal uh, chocolates. If you do have that craving, I would suggest going for dark chocolate. And people even nowadays are using dark chocolate for cooking. Uh, so it definitely has its benefits compared to your normal processed uh, milk chocolates that you get out there, the commercial brands.
0: as Shazia says, doctor, I want to know from you, is it true that uh, having a telephone on your bedside can cause uh, radiation and affect your brain? Doctor?
1: Uh, that's only if it's a wireless. Uh, so a lot of like the telephones, you know, with the cord isn't as isn't close to as bad as the wireless telephones which receive and emit signals. So even having a cell phone, nobody should have a cell phone next to their head when they're sleeping because it's emitting and receiving signals. And now that's going to now interfere with your brain waves. And remember, it's all about waves and all these things. Uh, so keep your cell phone far away from you as possible uh, when you are sleeping. Maybe even switch it off to airplane mode where it's not, um, where the signals are reduced um, because at the end of the day, it is radiation. Um, you know, just like how a microwave will radiate and cook your food uh, that way uh, via radiation, which is bad for you. Uh, cell phone is the exact same thing. So, again, everything in moderation. Uh, don't sleep with the cell phone near you and try to avoid blue light if you can before bedtime. A lot of people can't sleep because they're on their phones before bedtime. Uh, and what happens is that the blue light... It messes with your body's circadian rhythms and your body's melatonin, (laughs) the hormone that is responsible for your sleep cycle. So that's why it messes it up, messes up your sleep cycle. So you'd want to avoid that blue light um, as much as you can uh, before going to bed and don't sleep with your phone under your pillow or next to your bed.
0: Hafiz, Hans Rod said, Assalamualaikum, Dr. Azizullah Rawat. Can uh, I uh, have an answer here? How can cupping help uh, bloating? Uh, what's the main cause of bloating? Besides cupping, what else helps for bloating? Uh, how would you respond to Hafez answer, or the doctor?
1: Yes, yeah, so there's specific points for the colon. Obviously the body, uh, map of the body where different cupping points for different organs. So you've got your colon point, uh, kidney, liver point and so on. So you'd focus on the colon point. You might even do some dry cupping on the stomach area to improve some circulation and to get the blood flow and oxygen uh, to those areas. Uh, and you would take out the toxins uh, through the wet cupping uh, via that way also Uh, you can also increase your fiber intake increase the probiotics like raw milk kefir kombucha and so on which will assist the gut gut function l-glutamine is an amazing um, supplement also for the gut health you want to avoid breads and the wheat flour your normal wheat flour you can still use stone ground flour gluten-free flour which is much healthier options Uh, But avoid the breads, which is causing havoc in people's gut and internal bloating and inflammation. And you want to take a gut cleanse to clear your colon and intestines uh, and create just some leeway for your body to eliminate the waste that way. Because if the body, the colon and the intestines and the guts not eliminating the waste, then it's going to build up in the form of bloating, causing digestion and so on.
0: Asalaamu Alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Bhai. The uh, breeze is, ma- uh, the, uh, uh, the medical show is a uh, mashallah for this uh, evening. Uh, attention uh, Dr. Azizullah Rawud, please elaborate on the benefits of storing drinking water in copper and jugs and what's the downside of that, Doctor?
1: Yeah, basically, the people have been uh, storing it in copper, maybe even since the beginning of time, many centuries. Uh, and that's basically to purify the water and to prevent any uh, unwanted materials from seeping into the water. Uh, but uh, purification would be the best um, benefit. Um, and um, in terms of the actual negative, well, any, anything in uh, over... Uh, excessive consumption will build up uh, toxicity but it is a much much safer option than to store things in plastic uh, especially with the bpa and the chemicals which will absorb into the water and change the basically change the chemical structure of the water and render it acidic
0: absolutely doctor great evening in your in your company yeah let's look at the messages coming through you have a lack of attracting top questions here It's a Marcy. Marcy says, Assalamualaikum, Marcy from Durban. Uh, Here, Dr. Ravan's got a homemade gut cleanser. What is he putting in it? Is it organic and how it works? How many times must we take it? And if it works, uh, I remember I eat a lot of uh, wedding cakes. (laughs) How do you respond to Marcy there, Doctor? Marcy is a lot of. uh, Cakes at weddings, I think.
1: Okay. Well, it's definitely going to get your wedding cakes out. It's definitely <laughs> a cake. Uh, basically, what it does is that my gut gland sends you to the toilet. Uh, and via the toilet, you can eliminate the weight. Remember, uh, bowel movements is your body's natural way of eliminating waste. If you don't take out the waste, it's going to build up and cause colon problems, inflammation, cancers, and so on. Uh, So the gut cleanse is all organic, I can assure you of that. Uh, It has a lot of fiber and uh, even um, fruit, certain fruit that will help um, get that colon cleansed. So basically, you take one tablespoon every hour until you start going to the toilet. Then you can choose how many, you know, do I keep taking it? and keep going to the toilet, or maybe you have work, you have to be somewhere, um, you can reduce the dosage, but the goal is, is that it sends you to the toilet in order for you to clear your GIT tracks, you lose weight, um, and you, it reduces bloating and it improves digestion.
0: Dr. Azizullah Rawat and uh, Brother do you know what has happened millions of patients across the world had lost their lives and uh, precious lives that were unnecessarily lost because of uh, this uh, big farmer doing uh, their things and uh, there was this robust uh, scientific debate about putting lockdowns on the countries and i want to know these people that were robust in uh, advocating this what should be done to them uh, honest opinion from you dr azizullah rawat doctor Well, they should be
1: hung as war criminals, that would be the obvious answer, but we know that's not going to happen because people are protected uh, by the system and by the industries and by corporations and all these kind of entities. Um, but uh, yeah, no, definitely And it's very important for everyone To understand that the overall agenda Because some people find it difficult to understand Because they don't understand the overall Goal, the overall Agenda, and remember we're living in end times We're living in akhir zaman So there is definitely a plan uh, For a system to take place where people are Controlled and dependent uh, And enslaved by technology Or even part of technology Remember from transgenderism you're going to move to something called transhumanism where people are connected to computer will merge the differences. Just like how now at present, they merging the differences between men and women to a point where you don't even know if someone's a man or a lady, they will merge the differences between man and robot between man and technology. So man becomes hooked onto technology, AI, artificial intelligence, and it's already doing this. Um, where And it's, and it's causing so many issues where someone's voice is getting put onto this video to, Blackmail the person to frame the person, and so on. Everyone's information is on Google and all um, and all these platforms, and so on. Uh, and obviously, the goal uh, transhumanism to merge man with machine to take away his ability to procreate to take away his ability to feel empathy, and ultimately to take away man's uh, connection with his creator, the Almighty. Uh, So that is the goal. It's very important to understand that, and everything that you're seeing with the jabs, with the lockdowns, and climate change, and everything is driving towards that agenda uh, and the system of that So it's important for everyone to know that. Um, and to really, really, really um, educate other people and do independent research, you know, don't believe the fact checkers, don't believe just anything that you read, uh, and so on, and so on.
0: This message says, uh, uh, "Shafaz, you know who I am, I'm uh, listening to you very attentively, I am a, a medical practitioner. I was penalized and uh, crucified by the medical establishment and a regulator was standing strictly on my medical ethics to safeguard the public. Now, mainstream media has realized that I was uh, right from the very beginning. I have uh, people backing me and I'm going to fight my uh, uh, profession, my uh, fellow colleagues who are are after me to uh, victimize me for absolutely nothing. I thank uh, you for keeping on uh, with that uh, truth. And you have brought in uh, this doctor. He's absolutely brilliant, too. Keep up the great work, uh, Shafaz. We'll meet soon. Uh, Dr. Aziz, Azizullah Rawat, a feather in your cap there. I know who's uh, this doctor this evening uh, that's uh, referring uh, to us, but I'll bring him on the platform soon. Perhaps I'm bringing you on. Perhaps your comments and uh, your parting words uh, this evening.
1: Yeah, no, Jizakullah, for that. Uh, you know, we're all on the same team. And I think if you can unite, you know, at the end of the day, uh, despite all the differences, with these cultural differences, this, that, you know, it's Allah. Allah who unites the hearts of the ummah. Um, and it's up to us to have our hearts open and ready to be uh, united. Um, and it's good to, I think, surround yourselves with the independent uh, thinkers and people who are on the like-minded track. Uh, And so on. And especially even people who are, you know, going off grid, people who are, who have the courage to escape the system and to set up their own independent system, sacrificing dunya, sacrificing materialism and all of that, setting up, you know, moving to the farms, moving out of the cities, you know, having their own soul, their own solar energy, growing their own crops. That is the future, you know, and the hadith says that there'll come a time where a Muslim will take his sheep to the valleys and the mountains to flee with his religion from trials and tribulations. And that time is coming now so, so soon. Uh, so it's up to us, in, to in, well, first of all, to speak about it, uh, to invest in it, and uh, see what the future holds. Um, in, and then, uh, because you know, at the end of the day, Allah is our protection. He is protecting us. Um, and we do follow the sunnah of Nabi Sallallahu
0: Alaihi Dr. Azizullah Rawat. Already a great evening with you. You have a beautiful evening ahead, and we'll talk to you soon. rahmatullahi warahmatullahi barakatuh
1: always a pleasure uh, assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh to you to all the listeners and I look forward to being on again
0: inshallah time for us to go for the isha azan and inshallah we will continue after that